0: Thank you. and why we say the things we say. I'm Milo. And I'm Dave. He's my dad.
1: And she's my daughter.
0: That's how that works. Yes, it is. Yes, it is.
1: Well, thanks for listening uh, once again, those of you. We really appreciate those of you who uh, tune in every week. It's not really the right way to say that. They're not tuning into anything, are they?
0: I mean, metaphorically, yes. Right. I think I think the metaphor, even though uh, technology becomes obsolete, quite often the technology that replaces it will keep some of the same terminology because people are familiar with it. Yeah. So tuning in makes sense.
1: And that's kind of the whole point of this whole podcast, right? Yeah.
0: Evolution of phrases.
1: Yeah. Phrases and idioms and even songs. And if you've listened to the last couple episodes, even a little some biopics which we'll do again at some point
0: Mm -hmm. biopic biopic i never know i don't know i don't know i thought it was biopic
1: but i don't know
0: i i I hear biopic most often but i thought i think it's biopic i think that's more fun to say at least so i'm gonna pick that
1: there's a term that was uh when i was a kid everyone pronounced it the same way and then um i don't know it was probably about 10 years ago people started saying it differently and that word is niche
0: Oh yeah, niche.
1: I hear niche? people say
0: niche all the time, and it bugs me because I say niche.
1: Well, of course, if you've listened to the podcast, you know my wife, yes. my lovely wife Carol's a French professor. Comes
0: back to the French.
1: Niche is French, and uh-huh. that's how you pronounce it in French. So niche is an Americanization of that, which is fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah,
0: we'll talk about that more in next episode. Actually, about uh, oh. different words. Look at that. There you so go. there's your teaser for that. But for this week.
1: Well, if you are new to the podcast, if this is your first episode um obviously uh milo and myself um every week we uh we like to on tuesdays we drop an episode Mm -hmm. and one of us has done some research on a phrase or a a term or whatever and um our little song that you've heard all your life and like some some of you are like where did that come from how did Mm -hmm. that start
0: we are beings of curiosity
1: we are that's our that's our tagline stay curious
0: and carry a hatchet. And carry. <laughs> That's gonna be it. Now it's happening. No, no,
1: no. we're gonna get some merch though. I think fairly soon. Um, <laughs> and um, you, you really need to go back and listen to uh, Milo's last episode that she recorded. Yes, that, that she- would have been
0: last week on teetotalism.
1: Yeah, yeah. Carry a nation. I don't. I didn't have a carry a nation moment in my research. Okay. For this week's. Is um, a rare gem. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was amazing. I, I've shared that now with people. So do yourself a favor if you have not listened to the episode on teetotaler and where that comes from. It's just some great stuff. Jump in on back. Jump on there, but listen so, to
0: this one first because this one will be great too.
1: Well, we'll see. I, <laughs> I just I feel inadequate. It's a tough act to follow. Uh, okay, so this week's episode is actually focusing on a compliment.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: A phrase that people use, obviously, very nice.
0: I don't actually know if I know what you're doing this week.
1: I think I've mentioned to you briefly to you. Okay. But a lot of this, we haven't talked much about it. So I decided to go after cute as a button.
0: Oh, okay, fun.
1: Yeah, it was an interesting ride. It's not the crazy story that we've had the last couple weeks. Because mm-hmm. I did Colonel Sanders, you know, it was two weeks ago or so from where we're sitting right now. And, of course, as we've mentioned, you did Teetotaler. Mm-hmm. Really interesting stories in this one. This is going to be a different flavor. Okay. Um, but we'll get to it. It's going to involve a lot more etymology than some of the other Which episodes Which is
0: our, our core concept, well, so that's not a bad thing.
1: No, no, not at all. So, um, I think... Most of us would agree that being called cute as a button is nice.
0: Yeah, you know, if a bit grandmotherly.
1: Yeah, it's not the highest compliment you can pay someone. But, you know, if someone told me I was cute as a button, that'd be a little weird.
0: Yeah, it's a little infantilizing, I feel.
1: Oh, it's a good word. Thank you. Yeah, I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think that a lot of middle-aged, balding, overweight guys are being called cute <laughs> as a button.
0: It does seem kind of insulting in that context. Or,
1: Or maybe they are. And I'm just not getting
0: it. Oh, no. I'm so
1: sad. <laughs> it's true. Okay, before we dive into the research, I actually have some questions for you, okay? Sure. Is there any... It's going to make you think, and Milo's had no prep on this, mm-hmm. so... Um, is there anyone you would describe as being cute? Actress, uh, yet, person. Lots of people. Well, like who, who you thinks who comes to mind that you go, this person's so cute.
0: Okay, so this has been a conversation in our family before of how there are like the three pillars of attractiveness. I'm hitting this. It's just,
1: oh, okay. It's the triangle of attractiveness. Yes. Okay. okay I'm sorry that I jumped that. ahead of no, you. No, it's okay. We're, we are going to address that in a okay. minute. Okay. But go ahead. So I
0: will say, like, this might sound self-aggrandizing, but I think I am out of that triangle. I am definitely in the cute corner. Okay. <laughs> um, and so I would say the same of. Relatives who look like me. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the standard of cuteness um, is Milo. But
0: now I, I got to like think of a celebrity, so give me yeah, a second. Because otherwise cause then people... Then people will actually know what it is. Sure, they're going to be
1: like, you know who's cute? It's that Talia. Uh-huh. And people are like, I, uh-huh. I don't know uh-huh. who, who that, that is. is. She is cute, though.
0: Yeah, she's a real cutie. Sure. Amy Poehler. I'd say Amy Poehler is really cute.
1: How about Rachel McAdams?
0: Oh, yeah, that lady. She's yeah. a cutie. Yeah. yeah.
1: So... Um, and another another question for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's brush right by that. So there's a couple descriptive terms of beauty I want to go over with you, sure. and I want your perspective on which ones you think are the most impactful or are the best.
0: Okay. Something you'd want to be called Interesting. the most. Okay. Okay.
1: Um, I want you to think of, and I'll let you look at the list here. Uh-huh. I want you to think of cute, pretty, gorgeous, beautiful, hot, or attractive. Oh. For you, which is the most complimentary? What would you okay. most want to be called? Can I
0: talk about the triangle now? Because I feel like this is applicable to this. Well,
1: we're gonna, we, well, okay, I won't okay. jump ahead
0: of you. So I guess it it depends on context, right? Like, I like being called gorgeous and hot in certain contexts. But if you, my father, said them, that would be upsetting. No, that's super
1: creepy. That's never yes. going to happen. So I'm not talking about a weird context. So right. rather than taking me, let's take me out of the picture <laughs> there. I don't like that. No. Um, older guy. Someone my age, you're uh-huh. at your job, and a guy who's in his 50s is like, you're hot. This is,
0: yeah, that's, that's creepy. We're taking that Don't out. Like that.
1: We're talking someone that you would be attracted I work to. I've worked in customer
0: service. This has happened many times.
1: Yeah, because you are very adorable and cute. Thanks. Those are the words that are safe for me to use. Yes,
0: this is true. And I
1: believe 100% those are true. Yeah. But Thanks. so I, we're taking into account this is someone that you would want okay. to find you. One of these right. words.
0: So, if one of my partners were to ah. uh, approach me and compliment me, I, I guess I don't know. I like handsome. Actually, I think handsome is a very nice word. Yeah. but that's a very lesbian thing for me to say. That's, um, that's
1: fine though. There's nothing wrong. With but yeah, voice.
0: like like gorgeous or handsome or beautiful, I think are are the kindest ones.
1: What is the What are the least the ones you really wouldn't want to be called? I
0: don't love being called hot. <laughs>
1: Is it and attractive
0: feels like I'm a horse or something
1: a <laughs> <laughs> sturdy woman
0: exactly no, that's always... kind of how it feels
1: see I find handsome to be more that way that's like that's a handsome animal
0: oh okay I could see that but
1: that's real old school yes all right so we are jumping right to the next point which yes. you you saw coming which is <laughs> fine um, and that is your older brother Josh has developed what I don't remember if I dubbed it this or if he calls it the triangle of attraction yes. And why don't you explain it?
0: So in my understanding, so there's a triangle of attractiveness and there are three corners and everyone exists on some point on this graph. One corner is like hot or sexy. One corner is like gorgeous or beautiful. And one corner is cute. It's all attractiveness. It's just where you exist within that little Bermuda triangle of lovely.
1: Yeah. And that's that's well, well described. And I think... I suggested there's actually a fourth point in making it a diamond rather than a triangle that he vehemently disagreed with. Okay, I'm interested. Yeah, I don't know if our listeners will be, but we're going to talk about (laughs) it anyway. Um, I felt like the idea of being sensual was, or this is sounding terrible, okay? Okay. Um, But there is kind of I made
0: a face, listener.
1: She did. But I get it because there's this kind of look of Angelina Jolie. There's women that I think maybe aren't really... Super cute, but there's a sensuality about the way they present themselves. Would
0: that not just be in the sexy quadrant?
1: Yeah, that's what he argued. And yeah, I, that
0: I feel like that's the same or yeah, trident, since I, it's not a quadrant.
1: Trident. I, <laughs> I don't know like if that's a word. Like a hydrant. Uh, but <laughs> what I was going for, and I don't, I, I would never describe a woman as being skanky looking because that's okay. really that's really insulting. Uh-huh. But there is kind of more of that, uh, feel of they don't have that normal. Attractive. Be- no, okay, this isn't going anywhere. This never mind. I, I uh, think I, I
0: get where you're going, but I think it does still exist within like the, hot. the the hot, sexy. Because I think what you're trying to describe is someone has a more sexual energy to their yes, appearance. Yes, which might be a little bit. You have to be careful with it because you don't want to Super create careful. someone as a sexual being in a way that they're not comfortable with. Of course. But also, if we're going to be describing someone as it invokes that sort of. Sexual energy, like, Angelina Jolie, that is the the image that she has cultivated. So I would say yeah. that she's in the hot, sexy, and sensual category. I would hook those all together.
1: And I would, because we might as well get a little more uncomfortable, like, uh-huh. I would say maybe some porn stars, uh-huh. like, maybe don't fit the classic, but there's this real sexuality about them that they've chosen to present themselves in this way. So are
0: you saying that the hot, sexy for you needs to be, like, conventionally attractive?
1: Yes, that's what it means okay. in my Okay, I would brain. disagree with that. Yeah.
0: Because I think conventional attractiveness, one, is rooted in racism. There's good writing on that. You should look that up. Not you, yeah, my yeah. father. if You know about it. Yeah. But also, it's, it's limiting, especially in terms of different gender pre- presentations and everything. So I think anywhere on this triangle can include what we would see as non- traditionally attractive because there's plenty of people who don't have the tiny nose and huge eyes and tiny waists that are in our culture are seen as
1: yeah. Beauty. But I think for me, this whole thing is so A, we, I want to very much preface this to say, if you're judging people solely on their appearance, that that's a terrible way to judge people.
0: Don't do that. It's,
1: it's horrible. But if we're being really honest, we all still judge people on their appearance. Yes. You know, we all take it into consideration to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and what to the rightness or wrongness of this, I'm not here to argue, uh, but it's reality. It's never yeah. going to go away completely. Um, thankfully, we're getting a much better grasp on, Hey, Your value is not really that tied to what your appearance is.
0: Body acceptance and positivity.
1: And we're very much for all that. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, that was my... I kind of thought there should be a fourth. But I think anyone... Put held too closely to this triangle of attraction is always real shallow and problematic. <laughs> um, so you know it's it's kind of a tongue in cheek thing. This is yes meant to be more my, of fun. My
0: brother is not gross. Uh, no, this is just no, a, not at all. an interesting like perspective on on because you're all beautiful. I think that every I, I genuinely think that everyone is beautiful and everyone is is attractive. And so I. Yeah, I, just to I, I think it's interesting to place someone within this while still accepting that they are worthy and attractive.
1: I think there's, I still think there's a fourth point, but that's just fine. We <laughs> we can agree to disagree. It really we can doesn't argue matter.
0: about that more later. It doesn't
1: really matter because I don't really care that much. Um, <laughs> one last point before we get to the research, which I think is interesting when we're talking about the word cute specifically. Mm-hmm. Again, referencing one of your siblings, you're aware of this. Is Molly uh-huh. really hated and probably still hates to be called pretty?
0: Yes. Because it feels like an insult to her.
1: And I kind of get where she's coming from, too, because so many, so often it's a qualifier.
0: Yes. It's a you mitigator. Know.
1: Yeah, mitigator. Yeah. Um, like, this soup's pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't want, you know, if I made something for you, I'd, I'd much rather you say, this soup is good. Yes. If you say pretty good, it's not uh, like, oh, oh, good. It's oh. a slight
0: depreciation.
1: Right. Exactly. All right. So to actually jump into the phrase after we spent 14 minutes kind of talking about other stuff, um, so "cute as a button" is really a compliment. And but if we really think about it, it's one of those things again. I'm sure all of us or a lot of us have heard it for you know, many times,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's kind of odd. It is weird, you know. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to look into it because I'm like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. And the great, I'm going to just skip to the end of a second here. There's not a good answer. It's oh, one of okay.
0: Those. Okay. I kind of figured.
1: Yeah. It's kind of more of a comparison type phrase. Yeah. Like someone at some point said this, and why stuff like this sticks, I have no Mm -hmm. idea. But it did. And, And it's to the point where... And I'm fascinated always by phrases... A book, a song that captures the entertain the, the imagination and the attention of millions of
0: people. Right? Why did this persist when something else did not?
1: Sure, like a, another common uh, another phrase that's out there, but is much less well known. As cute as a bug's ear,
0: I that sounds southern to me.
1: Sure does. Yeah. Uh, Folksy. You you're cute as a bug's ear? Sure uh-huh. you are. I don't know. Anyway, so. Um, It's definitely something I thought, well, it got my attention, obviously, and I wanted to look into it.
0: It's another animal with stuff. It is. (laughs) Sorry, go on.
1: Um, There's another one to to reference that. I was Uh talking to Carol about this, and a phrase in um, English is quiet as a mouse. Yeah. Which mice are not that quiet. Also,
0: that's not an animal with a thing. That's just a comparison to an animal.
1: Oh, yeah, I suppose that's true, but the French a mouse version? with a
0: great quietness. Now it sounds like depression.
1: <laughs> it sounds like a Stein a Steinbeck book. It does not a Steinway because that's a piano. Um, <laughs> but anyways, do you know the French equivalent to quiet as a mouse? I don't. Uh, quiet as a carp.
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. carp are probably more quiet than mice. I think
1: so. Yeah. But maybe underwater they're really loud. We just don't hear above. The, <laughs> they're
0: just cussing their little hearts know. out underwater. As carp do. Yeah. They're always
1: carping about something. I... Hey. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, anyway. Uh, another little thing that's really quirky and weird, but I, and because it's quirky and weird, I have to throw this in. Of course. I know a woman um, who is afraid of buttons. What? <laughs> no, I'm not I, I'm not making this up. What? I swear to you. So this woman is is afraid of buttons.
0: Like swallowing them or No,
1: she doesn't like to be around them. Oh. They make her uncomfortable.
0: Zippers only.
1: Yeah, she's so she apparently will go out of her way to buy clothing without buttons oh, on it. Oh, that would them.
0: be very hard.
1: And there are people who say buttons, which bothers me.
0: That is pretty Midwestern. And I think I, know, I say that sometimes. Well, but button? I mean Button? If you say button yeah.
1: But say, there's some people who clearly go buttons. Oh, yeah. They're not there. they're, not a they're, they're a Buddy. Yeah. Uh, like Hit Buddy, buddy. Yeah. I'm sorry, I was unintentional. <laughs> there is an actually... And then I was... Of course, I was thinking about buttons, as I often do. and But for this podcast, I was thinking Milo's showing me a button that's of a fox. We
0: record on my crafting table and I just realized there's yeah. a bunch of buttons over by me and they're very cute. It
1: is. It's a fox. <laughs> it's a very nice button. But as we were... As, we were t- as I was thinking of buttons and this woman who was afraid of buttons, uh-huh. there's, there's actually a term for people who are afraid of buttons.
0: What?
1: It, there is. Because there's a phobia for everything, right? Oh,
0: I know. But when there's a actually word a word for it, it means that a number of people have it.
1: Yeah, more than just one. Because they didn't yeah. make it just for her. That would be strange. Um, it's Kumpuna-phobia.
0: Kumpuna. Okay.
1: Kumpuna-phobia.
0: Where does Kumpuna come from?
1: Um, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't look that up. Okay. You stumped me. Whoops. Yeah, no, it's fine. That's uh, always the most
0: fun part of the episode when one of us has a question that the other one's like, yeah, I don't
1: know. Uh. We're just like, no, we don't know. So because it doesn't have a very clear origin, I decided to look at the origins of the etymology of the actual words and to see what we could find there. Okay. And there's a little something something there, I think. I think there's some things that are uh, interesting. Okay. So button
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, comes from the French word bouton. Yep. And it is used to describe something that pushes up, thrusts itself outward like a bud growing on a plant. Mm-hmm. It is also the French, a word the French use for pimple.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't is know that. bouton when you
1: have a pimple, so you have a bouton. Um, because it's something, you can see, you can get the idea, something that mm-hmm. pushes up. Right. This pimple has pushed its way up through the skin. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, I have a vivid imagination. I have this horrifying <laughs> thought of these pimples that are just underneath your skin. And, yeah. you, and eventually, they just kind of randomly pop up when they want to. They surface. Oh,
0: but do they look like buttons?
1: No, well, that'd be weird.
0: I had a friend in middle school who would embroider her skin as a hobby. No, wait, what? Yeah, this. she was odd. Um, <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's what, what that made me think of. Because I don't believe she ever sewed a button to herself, but she would... Do this during class.
1: She would sew things on her skin?
0: Not, she wouldn't sew things on her skin. So, embroidery is to make, like, a design by sewing. Yeah. So, she was sewing into her skin, like, the top like layer.
1: Thread?
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, to okay. make little designs in, nice. her, in her skin. Oh.
1: And now she has a kiosk at the mall.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can have your skin uh, embroidered. Anyway.
0: Doesn't seem super hygienic. Anyway, go on. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, no problem. So, as I'm thinking of this idea of, like, pimples lurking under your skin, waiting to surface. Ba-dum. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Except I was thinking of like whales that, that broach the surface of uh-huh. the ocean, breach, like, breach, broach, breach. breach. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So whales breaching the surface of your skin. <laughs> oh no. Pimples breaching your skin like a whale, and then you know how whales do the explosion. of Oh, water.
0: oh no, Dad, that's so gross. <laughs> uh,
1: I uh, I I apologize. I uh-huh. think I've gone too far. <laughs> Please don't stop. Please don't uh, unfollow us. Um. Anyway. Ugh. So, bouton, the French word, is linked to the verb boter, which means thrust. And boter is actually what's known as vulgar Latin. And it is where we have the idea of butting heads.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: this idea of the button coming, thrusting through, mm-hmm. or being pushed through that hole, right. right? You can see that's where this word kind of comes from, this mm-hmm. whole idea. That makes sense. Well, again, as we go through the research, we sometimes bump into things and go, well, wait, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. I've come, I've bumped into the phrase vulgar Latin a few times now. I didn't really know what vulgar Latin was. Mm-hmm. I don't you probably know.
0: I, I have a vague idea.
1: Let's hear your vague idea. you're probably so, you're probably right. It,
0: it's like words that came out into the disintegration of Latin and as things started splitting off into other languages, kind of the the anamorph center photos, if you will of, of Latin.
1: Animorph? That's a cartoon. <laughs>
0: no, it's a it's a series of books for kids. And on oh, the corner, it would be right. kids who would transform into animals. Yeah. And you could see the full transformation like stretched oh. out into like seven pictures on the front. Oh. So it's very funny to look at the center picture because they look crazy.
1: Um, so there is a cartoon that I remember from the late 80s, I believe it was. And when I was a kid, Saturday mornings were for cartoons. Uh, speaking of this transformation, there was somebody somewhere in a room, and again, this always makes me laugh, somebody had this idea, pitched this idea, and people were like, I like it, let's do it. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. This kid, uh, something happens, he gets struck by lightning while well, he's in radioactive waste, something, whoever, oh. who knows, whatever. Okay. Right? Something happens. Right. He can transform into a car.
0: Oh, Yeah.
1: Turbotine. turbotine. Yes! i know
0: Turbotine. You know Turbotine? Whenever he, he eats spicy things, he turns into a car. <laughs> spicy things? That's what it is. <laughs> his face became the front yeah, hood. Yeah, I've seen it.
1: The transformation of his face stretching to become the hood is horrifying yeah. and weirdly magnificent. It's like...
0: Troubling body horror stuff that they passed off as a kid's cartoon.
1: But then if he gets wet at all, he transforms back into a person.
0: Oh, I didn't know that part. Yeah, well. Oh, that makes sense. The spicy, and then he gets cooled down.
1: It really should be milk.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair.
1: Anyway. So, Vulgar Latin. uh, You're close. Otherwise, here's your term or word for the episode. I've really only got one. Mm -hmm. You ready? It's known as sermol vulgaris. Okay. So, Sur- Vulgar Latin, otherwise known as Cermo Vulgaris, which would make a great band name.
0: Mm-hmm, Again, mm-hmm.
1: we have to do it. Please welcome to the stage, Cermo Vulgaris.
0: <sighs> I think you make that yay noise in every single episode, the crowd cheer noise. Yeah, I love the crowd you cheer You do. You fan. do it a lot.
1: I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm not, I'm
0: not mad about it. <laughs> well, good. I cut in real applause once, so. Did you really? I did. What, for which one? My father does not listen to the episodes. No, I can't. When we did, like, the Greek play... About uh, flipping people off. Afterwards, I did like a little crowd noise to celebrate that we did it. (laughs) I like
1: my noise better. (sighs) Anyway. Okay. He's just
0: breathing on me. Great at COVID times. It
1: really is. Uh, So vulgar or vulgar in this case of vulgar Latin just means common. You're right. It was just the language the common people spoke. Okay. Um, the classical Latin was the standard and the literary version of Latin. It's what the fancy people used. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, it was actually a very distinct, different language, though.
0: Yeah. It's like um, prescriptivism versus descriptivism, like we talked about in the, yeah. the fairy tale episode.
1: And so just as we talk about language, again, origin, we've talked a little bit about this. Um, there's actually five different what are called romance languages. Yeah. And I, I wondered if you could name them. Because most of the Romance languages really very heavily derive from Latin.
0: Right. And that's why they're Romance languages. Yeah. We talked about this in another episode because it ends up there's like 27 total, remember? There's a bunch. Yeah. But then some of them were very weird and we had never heard of them.
1: Yeah. So we think um, we've kind of covered this a little bit. Yes. But it's, but it's not, like
0: Italian, French, um, yeah. German.
1: No, no. That's Germanic languages.
0: That is Germanic. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, Italian, Sp- French. Spanish,
1: French, Italian. Yeah. The other two are hard. Uh, Portuguese and Romanian.
0: Oh, okay. I should have known at least Portuguese.
1: So do you know what English is considered? It's a Germanic. Yeah, Germanic along with Dutch and, of course... German. German, yeah. So last thing, last thing about buttons is buttons have been used for a very long time. They have found buttons that are 5,000 years old, and they were made from shells. Yeah. Oh. So there's actually pictures of them. So now we're going to move on to the word cute. Mm-hmm. And this is, a, I think, a, I find this one... A little more interesting. Uh, so the first, the word "cute" first started showing up around 1731. Okay, very exact. That's
0: later than I would have thought.
1: Like, well, and here's why. Um, according to the, there's a dic- there's a website called the Online Etymology Dictionary, mm-hmm. and uh, it the word "cute" is just a shortening of the word "acute." Right, right. And it originally meant clever, sharp, or smart. Is oh. what "cute" originally meant. Okay. And it was actually in the 1800s that American students started using cute to mean something attractive. Of course. When cute was first being used, they would put up an apostrophe in front of the C to show that oh, the word had been fun. clipped. Oh, fun.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's I cool. Didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't either. So That's you'd exciting.
1: See, you'd see cute and there'd be an apostrophe and then the word cute because, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, it's been, this word's been clipped. Because yeah. it's so much extra work to put that A on there. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure the benefits of doing. I that,
0: noticed but. myself this week, like a couple times, I, instead of saying budget, I said budge, and I'm like, uh, the T sound isn't really that much more, but for some reason, budge is more fun to say.
1: So I listen to the arm. Uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and one of my favorites is Armchair Expert. Not as many as with, me. Uh, no, probably not. <laughs> uh, one of the, my main, one of my favorites is Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard and Monica Padman. And um, there's no chance they'll ever hear this, but if they do, you're doing a great job, guys.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> They, they abbreviate everything and it drives me crazy. Oh, really? Um, sexual tension, they call it sex-tench. Um, I hate that. Solution, they call it solution. I've got a solution. You know, social media, they call it the social meds.
0: Okay, that's dumb. I think it's This is California. deeply dumb.
1: Yeah, you know, anything that has the shun at the end, they just cut that off okay. and abbreviate it. Weird. Because it's so hard to say that. <laughs> so I love the podcast. I think it's
0: a playful word play thing, probably, yeah, but it sounds like yeah. it would be annoying.
1: I don't like it. They do it too often. I'm like, oh, my gosh. They just – sex tense? Are you kidding me? That's <laughs> so bad. Anyway. So, yeah. The, they would put the apostrophe to just say cute, and that's how it started. And, of course, people had to drop the apostrophe because, again, way too much work. Uh-huh. Of course. All right. So, um, so, the term acute was originally used to describe sickness – Specifically in fevers and diseases coming quickly to a crisis, right. and this is where it starts to get interesting for me. And I did a little bit of a search on it, and you can see the the evolution of the word acute, okay, where it goes from so, acute, okay, cure, acutus, and then finally now in the more Middle English to the word acute, okay. Now acutus, this is a very odd, nerdy reference. Acutis made me think of Locutis of Borg, which is a Star Trek reference. Okay. Because Captain Picard gets captured by the Borg, uh-huh. and they, t- they turn him and then he's Locutus of Borg. You are
0: very afraid of the Borg. And then
1: I don't like the Borg. <laughs> I don't like anything that can turn you into something evil.
0: Yes. We've mentioned vampires before, and yeah. will again. It's don't almost like October, it. folks. Don't Buckle like up it. for spooky episodes. We
1: have some, too. Yeah, We're it'll planning. be a month
0: of spooky episodes.
1: So, the word acute the meaning kind of evolved from something that's coming quickly to a crisis to sharp and pointed right? to shrill, penetrating, intelligent, and cunning. And, okay. And, of course, then there's the, the mathematical definition of an acute angle. Right. Right?
0: Small, sharp angle.
1: Yeah. Something less than 90 degrees. Mm-hmm. So you're getting this idea of something that's smaller and more pointed.
0: I remember, so when I was... In high school, taking math classes, I remember people would always make jokes about acute, like "Oh, you're so acute," and it made it annoyed me because I'm like, "That's where the word comes from. <laughs> this isn't wordplay."
1: Um, uh, another great segue because I want—I really enjoy.
0: Yes, I was insufferable as a teenager. Go on.
1: <laughs> as a teenager?
0: Yay! Yay. I love you, uh-huh.
1: but I do really love good wordplay.
0: Yes, me too.
1: Um, I love the I loved Ocean's Eleven. Mm-hmm. because there's so much banter, and it's very quick, and it's very witty, that repartee. Okay. Especially between George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Haven't seen it, but... It's real... But different. this is
0: why I like British comedy, too, because it is all largely wordplay.
1: Yeah, there, there's... In the, when someone's taking a word, and we like all know what this word means, and then you kind of apply it in a little bit different context, and you go, oh, that kind of works, but mm-hmm. I've never heard it used that way. That's how language evolves. Yeah. and And... And much of the time anyway It's a little bit outside Both the box
0: Both playfulness and laziness is how language evolves That's right. We've learned today
1: We It's like wa- water will always take the path of least resistance Yeah And so will humans
0: That is a good analogy
1: You know, and I, th- I think about that Water will always go to the lowest point right. Always um, And so humans are just like We're going to find the easiest, fastest way to do things
0: Right Efficiency That's so right That's part of evolution Because it's energy conservation
1: Yeah, exactly so what happens next to this word is that it starts, the word acute starts to be used to explain piercing or making a small hole. This whole idea oh, of coming to a
0: point. All of a sudden we're coming to, okay, go on, never mind.
1: Oh, oh, you're coming to the point, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> idea of coming to a point and staying with it, and it's also staying with the idea of something being sharpened. Um, But then again, you have this aspect of it's being used to describe physical pain. Mm -hmm. The pain is intensifying. It's coming to a point, as they say. And that was really the word acute was often used to describe pain that started in the 1500s.
0: Okay. Yeah. I've definitely heard that before in a medical context of acute pain.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's right. So you can see how the shortened word cute, it then started to mean clever, sharp, and smart. Right. Coming back from the actual beginning of the word acute now is starting to be more and more used to describe people, mm-hmm. not necessarily a, a disease or, or like like a needle. Like that original French word right. um, or the Latin word actually meant needle is what mm-hmm. the original meaning was.
0: And it makes sense for the sharpness because it's that quickness of wit and everything and the brevity of, you know, Yeah,
1: speech. which is – it's an interesting tie-in, right? Yeah. Because the, the idea of being sharp and mm-hmm. being quick-witted – isn't necessarily a perfect marriage, but it kind of makes sense.
0: I think it's been around long enough that they feel like they're connected. And also it it does make sense in the sense of a sharp wit makes sense because it is so quick and so pointed because it's just like immediate and like a small comment can hold so much. And I think that's where the connection starts.
1: And I think it's a clever usage though, right? Mm -hmm. When they started using that, uh, something that's cutting or quick or sharp using it for dialogue or words mm-hmm. that tie was a little bit creative the person who started tying those words together you hear oh i can see that and then it catches on and then people right, start using just spreads. it spreads millions of people using it like a like a virus too soon i don't know maybe
0: now since it's ongoing yes
1: <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: pandemic is not over no, all right well
1: in victorian england a cute remark was one that was quick-witted or pointed, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what that meant So, the main words that make up this idiom, cute and button, actually, when you look at them, there's some similarities there as to button is kind of this idea of pushing through, Mm -hmm. thrusting. Yeah. And then cute, this idea also of piercing. And I thought, well, that's kind of... That's interesting to me that there's a little bit of similarity yeah,
0: there. Yeah, that is that is an interesting, probably coincidence.
1: I think totally <laughs> yeah, it's coincidence. Yeah, that
0: seems coincidental, but nifty.
1: But we still need to tie this together. Okay. We understand where cute came from, what it means. We understand what button, where that came from, what that means. So at some point, clearly, people tied this together and said something as cute as a button. Mm-hmm. Because button, again, by themselves, buttons are not really that cute. So, I go online, and I start doing some research, except the fox button. I hurt the fox... Milo (laughs) holds up the fox button to show me that I'm very wrong.
0: The the fox button was was offended that you said it wasn't cute.
1: Well, most buttons are... Like, these buttons on my shirt, is that a cute button?
0: I mean, I think buttons are kind of cute, but I also sew, so I'm... Biased.
1: Sure. We'll Biased taped.
0: Oh, all uh, my seamstress friends will get that joke.
1: I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> so we know that the, the, the button comes from the French bouton, and that can also refer, refer to a small pimple or a spot, and acute can mean urgent medical care. <laughs> So we're going out on a limb on this one. I do oh not like this. This okay. is one I found. I found this okay. online and I don't think it's right at all, but I'm going to mention it. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to blame the person or give credit to the person who, who put this down. Um, <laughs> You're
0: putting a researcher on blast here? <laughs> well, yes. Okay. Yes, so
1: yeah, I am. Christian Myers. Um, Hi, Christian writing Myers. writing in 2013 for The Observer, which is a Notre Dame newspaper. They have a website. Uh, Christian Myers wrote uh, an article about where the phrase cute is a button came from. It's okay. well written. But I just I don't fully agree with one of these um, her conclusion here. So she speculated that the term originated as a, as a way to tell someone they were sick. So it it sort of makes sense. Does it? Um, well, hear me out. This is her, okay. this is what she's arguing. So in in the eighteen hundreds, with cute as a button started started happening and being said in the eighteen hundreds, right? Mm-hmm. Also at the same time in the 1800s, we've got smallpox, we've got measles, we've got chicken pox, quite deadly, um, and they appear, again, we know bouton is mm-hmm. French for a small blemish uh, on a person, but I'm, I'm with you. you, I can, you know, obviously I hear that you're very doubtful of this. Yeah. Because usually when we're talking about language and the evolution of phrases and words, there is a logical progression often of how this is starting to slowly kind of go move. Oh, we're going to start use this to describe an illness. Oh, we're going to mm-hmm. use this to describe something that's small and sharp or wit. You know, you can see if you go down a path, that usually kind of makes sense. Right. Like jumping across a creek and there's rocks. Right. The next rock's you not that You can
0: follow far. the trail. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a trail. This one is a bit of a jump because I don't see how this went because she's saying or he's saying, I don't know, they're saying that cute as a button once meant, hey, you appear to have an illness that might kill you. And then that jumps to your cute as a button means you're adorable. Yeah, that. that's a little rough. That
0: is rough. I can't
1: make that jump. Those rocks in the river. No. Oh, Those are two riverbanks.
0: Yeah. There's a lot
1: of jump in there.
0: Jumping over the Mississippi there.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Christian. And uh, and sorry, we didn't even get you a name that impressed you there.
0: Sorry. Well, yeah, Christian, uh, not the most exciting name, but...
1: No, not so much. But okay. (laughs) So the word cute, again, we talk about, it started to shift by these American students in the... It was actually late 19th, early 20th century, Mm -hmm. this idea that American students, I wanted to find something about, because there's a couple different places that cute started to being applied to being adorable by American students in the 1800s, but I could find nothing as to how that started. Mm-hmm. But I'm like that. Someone knows that. Like, where's the story there? Sadly, I couldn't find it. Darn. Um, but then you get the idea tying, tying cute with dressed with the way that people look, because mm-hmm. people would say that you were dressed sharply. And if cute is kind of that idea of a point or sharp, you could see someone being dressed sharply, possibly being cute or cute. Right. Again, these are loose. These are just theories. Yeah. Don't get angry with but me. Getting
0: dre- being dressed sharply seems different to me than be- looking cute, too.
1: Well, to me, it's tying together. Is it possible that we're tying together, again, people using language a little bit loosely, maybe lazily, Is it possible that things start to get tied together that way? Because there's Mm -hmm. almost always some connection piece,
0: right? There certainly is, but it can be hard to track too over the course of yeah centuries.
1: And eventually, these ideas of precision and care and and acuteness and tiny got you know that really started to also evolve to size. Mm. So something that's smaller now is also starting to be more and more labeled as cute towards the end of the 18th, uh, 1800s, early 1900s. The London Daily News wrote in 1900, have a small and compact wooden house, what the Americans would call cute. Okay. So clearly okay. in 1900, we've got it established that something small now mm-hmm. is also considered cute which definitely ties back to the acute angle yep. being a smaller angle. So you can see where that's a natural progression, mm-hmm. right? It kind of, there's a logic there. Um, so when we look, we think of the word cute now, we, you know, we think of things clearly that are small. Uh-huh. If you're using, if you're Puppies. describing something cute, yeah, you're describing it probably a baby animal or mm-hmm. a baby human. Yep. And I have seen, uh, my wife loves cute stuff.
0: she really does uh, she She is adorable she is very very
1: cute she is absolutely Mm -hmm. um and beautiful yes but she (laughs) hi carol hi carol she's not listening Um, (laughs) she loves me she doesn't have time to listen to this she's a college professor going online a lot of work so i've seen baby pictures because her son andrew is also very into cute and she he loves animals and baby animals are adorable Mm -hmm. almost every baby animal is adorable it's true I've seen pictures of baby bats, and I remember seeing baby bats, and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're adorable. They're really cute. They're so cute. And it feels very appropriate to use the word cute when it comes to like a baby animal, like a Mm -hmm. kitten or a puppy. That feels like you're not going to look at that baby puppy and go, that's a bit redundant. You're not going to look at that puppy (laughs) and say, that's beautiful. You could.
0: Right, but that would be a little weird.
1: (laughs) You're not going to say it's hot.
0: No, hopefully not.
1: (laughs) Hopefully not. Um, but cute feels very appropriate. Yeah. And I find it very, because it's completely arbitrary what words get attached to what.
0: Right. Like, which is arbitrary. It's all made yeah. up. Mm-hmm. But
1: it's interesting to me how, and it's very cultural, that there is a rightness. It feels right and appropriate yeah. to use this word in this context.
0: It's just, it, it shows how deeply nuanced words' meanings are. Yeah. Um, I think of, too, how inherently speakers know what order adjectives should be in it's a similar concept where it's like that's something we all inherently know even if we can't exactly like map it out ourselves we all understand yeah yeah
1: so one of the cutest things i've ever seen in my life
0: Uh is me oh thanks dad
1: yeah okay (laughs) definitely the animated short Piper by Pixar. Oh
0: my God! Yeah, it's ridiculous.
1: It is about a baby sandpiper uh-huh. trying to learn how to find its own food as yes. it's growing up.
0: It's really cute. And
1: if that was a food product, you would have diabetes by the time you were done. It's yeah. so sweet.
0: It is very sweet.
1: You would be you would have, you'd be diabetic by the time you got done watching it. <laughs> and it was actually. Do you know which Pixar movie it was the fr- Inside fr- Out? Uh, Finding Dory.
0: I was close. That was. Think. Yep. Yeah,
1: that's real close, I guess. Like, a picture. in
0: terms of timeline, I mean, no, I not in terms you're of right. topic.
1: Um, I actually have a prediction here as we're kind of winding down the episode here. Um, I think if we're continuing, if we're going to do something new here, we're mm-hmm. going to kind of predict where this word might go in the future.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. And I think
1: as some, as more and more I hear this word being used sarcastically, which you've kind of mentioned earlier in the episode, is like, oh, you're adorable. You're so oh. cute.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You know? I actually do that to my primary partner whenever he does something ex- exceptionally dumb. I will say, "Oh, you're so pretty."
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, it, what, is it possible that the word cute becomes more and more of an insult? I don't know that it will. I just I think it's used a lot. If you tell someone, "Oh, that's cute."
0: Right, I, it already has that meaning to Absolutely. a certain extent. I don't know if it's going to go in that direction because I think the power of puppies is too strong.
1: The power of puppies, my friend, you hear, it, you heard it here first. Yeah,
0: I, I feel like that meaning outweighs the sort of hurtful trying for it, like oh, cute. Like, I think it
1: has to have the other, uh, the other definition in order for the other one to be biting.
0: Right, which is how most biting words are. It's taking something which can be positive in some context, but making it. Well, because I I guess in that case it can be infantilizing, and it can imply helplessness and even stupidity. And
1: smallness. And smallness, yeah. Um, Okay, so to get back to the item, maybe maybe this is just a comparison someone used and it stuck. Perhaps it was used because buttons are small, and we talked about smallness and cuteness, and they kind Mm -hmm. of go hand in hand. I did read a, a Reddit thread, which you find your most accurate information on sure. a Reddit thread. And then, actually, this I mean, this one made sense because they what they said was, well, maybe they started saying cute as a button because back in the day, buttons were all hand carved and they would put faces and things on them. And then people, mm-hmm. were, a lot of buttons were probably cute and had personality. So they said cute as a button. And the person who started the thread said, no, you're wrong. And they're like, <laughs> and of course, it went into an argument yep, as all yep. Reddit threads do. But I'm like,
0: eh. Yeah, that's...
1: You don't like that one? Sure,
0: it's... Sure, I don't know.
1: One last possibility, my least favorite, and... I read a blog, and I'm not going to blow up this blogger's name, you know, and <laughs> for our many fans. But you'll blow up uh, Christian? Rude. Well, I, I think Christian actually was a well-written article, and there's okay, some good. good stuff with the origin of the words. But this blogger isn't getting the, the same treatment. No. She said, this phrase started, the original, uh, as cute as a button was actually, originally was cute as a button quail. And she just stated it as a matter of factly, as we all know that that's where that term came from. Of course. From.
0: We all know button quails.
1: Yeah, well... The Most but, common
0: pet in America.
1: The, there's actually a website that says, is the button quail a good pet? The okay. Answer's, the answer's no.
0: There's one of that for every single animal alive. Is there? And probably not alive. There's probably those for dinosaurs as well.
1: Oh, yeah, a brontosaurus would be a fantastic... Or a velociraptor, uh-huh. great I pet. promise
0: you there's a site out there weighing the respective petability of various dinosaurs. That what? has to exist.
1: Yeah, it, everything else exists, so why not? Uh-huh. Um... So anyway, she was saying, "No, this started with it's cute as a button quail cuz they're really small. It's the smallest variety of quail." Sure. So she's like it came from. It actually started with cute as a button quail and I'm like, "No, you're 100% wrong. That's not I where that came from." It should be from.
0: cute as a zunzuncito.
1: I don't know. Which what is that means. the
0: smallest hummingbird. They're like the size of a thumbnail.
1: Could you... That's could you... the
0: biggest they get. They're so tiny. It's adorable.
1: You're really into this. What is one it of called? my D
0: and D characters is based on it, so that's based why. on a hummingbird. Yeah. Oh, Ericocra. I'm a nerd. Anyway, I know, but they're they're like that big.
1: That's very small. It's about, yeah. about the size of a dime.
0: Yeah, smaller even. Did, so did, they can be.
1: So this is. I'm sorry, listeners. You just have to put up with us a second. So <laughs> when when Carol and I went up north in the Upper Peninsula, because yeah. we live in Michigan on vacation. We went on a gar- We went to a garage sale that was two mile two miles off the beaten path down mm-hmm. a dirt road, and we were sure we were going to be murdered. Yep. When we got there, it was like this...
0: And they were. We this were. is my ghost dad. It
1: is. Ghost dad, that's a movie starring Bill Cosby. Oh, um, no, I didn't know is. that. Yes, it well, is.
0: Well, sorry, y'all.
1: No, it is. So, anyway, we get there, and this elderly couple, they're adorable, and it's a permanent uh-huh. garage sale. It's just open in okay. the summer. She was feeding a hummingbird when we got there.
0: Like, by hand? Yeah. Amazing. It
1: was. They found. Is they- she a witch? <laughs> I have a picture. I'll show you.
0: I'm delighted.
1: Yeah, the the last I won't, I probably shouldn't say their last name on the no one. No, listens you to probably this.
0: shouldn't. But
1: all right. Well, elderly couple up uh, up uh, on in the upper peninsula of Michigan. They, they
0: sound magical. Feeding
1: a hummingbird. Okay, really wrapping this up now. <laughs> I went. I talked to Carol and said, "Are there different phrases in different languages?" She knew a couple of French phrases, of course. Mm-hmm. I would say them in French, but then everyone would be mad at me
0: because
1: <laughs> I'd say them wrong. So the French say cute as anything
0: mm-hmm. or
1: they say cute as a heart. Cute. Um, if, you, if you type in cute as a button mm-hmm. and tra- use Google Translate to get, put it into French, it actually comes out cute as a pimple. So
0: oh, no. This is why
1: we shouldn't use Google Translate. <laughs> yep, Google
0: Translate, not good.
1: They're also apparently, like I mentioned earlier, cute as a bug and cute as a bug's ear mm-hmm. are also phrases that did not catch on. Okay. So cute as a button. There you go. Interesting. That had
0: um, some some depth to it that I did not expect.
1: Well, I almost. I'm going to be honest with you. I almost stopped. Yeah. I started to research this, and I go, I don't know if there's enough here. Yeah. But then I started getting the idea of use the etymology of cute, etymology mm-hmm. of button, and then I had I had the ingredients for some pretty tasty stew. <laughs> I don't know I use that analogy a lot You do new.
0: Normally it's like Triscuits though Triscuits But this one is new <laughs>
1: Well I, I like to mix them up I go to the common metaphors uh, oh, And then uh-huh. I mix them up Within that
0: realm I see But I
1: steak with food Because I'm fat so You steak with food I'm steak What? That, no That wasn't good
0: at all S-T-E-A-K No
1: I know I get it's it It's food It's not funny Uh, it was, that's weak. So (laughs) what did you learn that you, uh, Um, what stuck with you?
0: So I, I'm interested in, uh finding out a little bit more of how far back we can trace, like, acute. And honestly, I hadn't put together all the different ways we use acute, mm. like with not only geometry, but medicine and appearance. And that's interesting to me that one word, you know, branches up in so many different directions. It's just fun to think about what that trajectory looked like.
1: Yeah, I, I found it interesting, although, again, I agree with you. I don't know that there's anything to it. The similarity of the, the origins of the word button... And the word "cute." Yeah, I found that like there's some similarities in where they came yeah. from, which is kind of cool. It's
0: kind of a fun little Easter egg.
1: And then the whole thing that there's actually a name for people who are afraid of buttons.
0: Yes, that um, is like good there's as well.
1: a name for that. There's a term which means, of course, like you said, there's many people that mm-hmm. are actually afraid of buttons, and I'm so sorry. That's got to
0: be. Fine. I wonder if it's tied into the thing of like the fear of small holes. What that thing? No, I don't know about that. Okay, this. now I got to look up what the word is cuz okay. it's another good very specific word. Trypophobia.
1: It is T R Y.
0: Trypophobia.
1: Well, no, it could be trypophobia. I think it's
0: trypophobia, but but maybe like not. Uh-huh. Um, but that's normally for like like close-up pictures of pores and like little like Oh. Lots and lots of little holes. It is a con- like wildly common.
1: I did People not know are that.
0: Unsettled by it, I'm a little unsettled by it, to be honest. Really? Yeah.
1: So when you when you uh, when you write us and you can tell us what you're afraid of, and we'll touch on that.
0: Oh, my dad's trying to segue. I'm trying, not
1: trying. I did
0: it. Are girl. you doing okay? Oh,
1: I did it. Uh, oh, I segue. That
0: was a weird character you slipped into.
1: <laughs> I have lots of those. You sure do. Friends of mine know that I'll just go into accents and voices. Yeah. Anyway. So.
0: Yeah, please leave us a review. Yes, um, that's right. Not of our characters and accents, but of our podcast. Well, they could do that, too. Um, we would really appreciate it. It helps us get out there a little bit more. We enjoy making this, and we hope you enjoy listening to it. Uh, so please leave us a review. Um, you can find us on most streaming platforms. You can email us at thewatchyourmouthpod at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or ideas or Crushes. Corrections uh we know occasionally we get things wrong imagine that we're human so feel free to reach out about that uh, and we'll probably have a corrections episode someday and thank you to tony gebhardt for our theme song you can find him on spotify and all of his wonderful work and soundcloud and soundcloud yeah and anything else
1: (laughs) no that's uh
0: okay oh and follow us on our facebook group and our twitter yeah we are on the social medias and i'm sure you are somewhere too
1: I think so. We had one of our listeners, um, Joe, I'll mention you because I know you're listening. Joe actually went to five of his friends and said... Uh, would you please listen to this podcast do it as a personal favor to oh me my. would you please listen to this so joe love you man you know that thank you joe time. yeah
0: that was very very sweet of you we appreciate your listenership and you're spreading out the show that makes us happy it does so thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time yep i'm milo and i'm dave stay curious and carry a hatchet <laughs> no